It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Woo! Here we are. It's game day. Game day. Are you game ready? day. It's clinch day. It's Nine clinch hours. Day. It's clinch day. Nine yep. hours. We are looking for the first clinch in the history of the ultimate Cleveland sports show. The Browns have never been to the playoffs in the history of the show. What time's kickoff? Eight fifteen. Eight fifteen. Nine hours. I kind of need to know that. Eight, how did I, you I, not know that? I don't. I don't know. I just show up early, and it when the ball there. goes in the air, it's time to start. Right. It's, Are you schmoozing a lot in these in the press box? No. I don't. Do I look like You're, a schmoozer? No. no. I thought maybe. No. And then maybe because it's other media people. No. I get but there. You, we got to get there early because traffic is usually just nutty around yeah. the stadium. And it's gonna yeah, be yeah. crazy today. Yeah. It's gonna be bonkers downtown. Yeah. I wonder how many people are not even going home from work. Just said it right to oh, the sure, yeah, state downtown. Yeah, if yeah. they're even working, like today's a yeah. big. This is a big week That's to take true. off. I knew, you know, I knew Jason wasn't a schmoozer because he, like me, hates most media members. No, I do not. He Don't does. you be getting me in trouble. Hates, I got to see these. He hates everybody. Got, oh, you're lying. Everybody. <laughs> you're no, a liar. I actually, I actually hate uh, probably more people. Actually, in the local media, I don't really hate too many people. Uh, mm. Maybe a couple people wear, who used to wear uh, wigs, but uh, you know. <laughs> I don't even know that guy, really. I think most of the people in the media have no idea what to do with me. If, what if do you I'm mean? Being honest, I just they have no idea. I'm kind of a rare him. breed. <laughs> you are an odd duck. There's, there's he no he doubt doesn't schmooze. Him. He comes in, he drops a bomb, and then yeah, leaves, yeah, yeah. and lets everyone else have to deal with the aftermath of That's the, the, the new NBA kid. You don't get yeah. involved in like a, a nice little Nate Ulrich, Scott Petrick, Daryl like Ryder, powwow. I like Nate. I like those guys. We, I mean, we have he dinner together. Just telling me you hate. No, I'm kidding. He's never said anything bad about any. I'm joking did, around. We'll eat dinner but, before the game. Yeah. Like, okay. We, we so you do schmooze a little bit. That's schmoozing. Like, you how's know? the Browns media spread before games? I heard it's terrible. It's not. It's the so a lot of NFL teams have really cranked it up the last few years, yeah. and it's un, it's unbelievable. The Browns now are they the, the worst in the league? I haven't been to all of them, but it's. I mean, I'd put them in the bottom half for sure. Although they did add an omelet bar this year, which is exquisite. Okay, but they 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 cook the op, they cook the omelets wrong. They do it wrong. What do you mean? I've spent enough time in Marriott M clubs. I know how you cook an <laughs> omelet. You start with the ingredients. You don't start right. with the you egg. Put the ingredients you in put the, the ingredients. Yeah, because you got to you got to cook it. The eggs the fastest part of the cook. And then you put the eggs in. Otherwise, the eggs get overcooked. Yeah. Well, and and they don't flip. There's one. There's one lady there. You're my girl. She flips. She flips now. You gotta flip the but you, flip. you start with the ingredients. Yeah. And then you put the egg in and you have to flip. It's too runny if you don't and it's all in the wrist. The flip is in the wrist. <laughs> do I, you do this at home? Yes. Okay. I'm a phenomenal breakfast. I don't what, when I went I to Christmas at Jason's. Yeah. He had a whole breakfast slate. Yeah. I, I had to decline because I wanted to save room for lunch, but he had like an egg frittata, French toast, bacon. Well, Alessia made the egg dish, oh, well. but I made the French toast and bacon. I'm a yeah. big breakfast. I can so do. You made breakfast. I can do and dinner. Breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah. And you didn't partake in any of the breakfast. Well, I had two 
lunches I had to go to, so I don't want to. He had to pace uh, himself. Yeah. AJ likes the French toast I make, so I made a whole loaf of like the brioche thick French yeah, toast. Yeah, I love that. Oh, and yeah. we learned AJ, who's giant, yeah. doesn't eat any regular food. He eats chicken and pizza and French yeah, toast. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Like that's chicken, chicken nuggets, pizza, pasta. I mean, that's not mac and cheese. that unusual for a kid. But he's 13 and like six foot eight, 243 <laughs> pounds. You'd think he was just inhaling AJ calories. Love but college. Yeah, like, I mean, he's going yeah. it, to. It's fine. It's not an issue. It's just I was shocked to see that. Well, he's not it is. I mean, you want food. kids to eat more healthfully. You know, yeah, I'm trying we, to my for my son not to be fat. I don't want him to be fat because I've suffered my whole life being fat. I don't want him to. So I want him to try to eat healthful things. Yeah. But it's hard to get kids to eat healthful things. Yeah. AJ eats a Most ton kids. of fruit. He he loves. Yeah. Aaron fruit. eats a lot of fruit yeah. too. But Melon, getting them to eat vegetables. Grapes, no is chance. Tough. Yeah. Uh, eat, same thing. Won't Aaron eats cucumber. That's it. So is my daughter. Ava eats cucumbers. That's weird. She won't eat any of the veggies. No, not really. There's some kid. My my son has a friend named Burke. Very nice kid. Very nice family. What's up, Burke? They're away. They're actually in California. They're a very nice family. And this kid eats. All he, all he does is eat healthy food. He eats wow. vegetables. He eats. I'm like, he won't even. He won't even eat like pizza and chicken nuggets. He's the opposite. Wow, that is crazy. This kid. I mean, you know, they did something right, but you know, it's hard getting kids to eat healthy foods. We're going to talk about it in overtime. Yeah. And we're going to spend the rest of the hour and 50 minutes on the Browns. Yeah, we're, we're getting ready. But real, real quick. Yeah. Cavs had a hell of a comeback last night. In my opinion, the best one of the season. A 20-point deficit in the first half. Erased it. Against a, a good couple, team. Against a good the team road. on the road. Yeah. And a couple guys who needed to step up, stepped up in a massive match. We're going to spend yeah. overtime on it, so we're not ignoring you yeah. guys. It Jared is Allen had a big game. game. Day, but do want to give them a little shout-out on the right. real show, and we'll talk about it in overtime. And really, I just, the, the most shocking thing from last night's game was that Kyrie was out with an injury. I mean, who could have possibly <laughs> predicted that? Wow. Uh, the only thing more predictable than that was you mentioning that on the show yeah. today. Yeah, well, because I put it in the text yesterday. <laughs> who on your detest meter ranks higher, Baker or Kyrie? It's got to be Kyrie. It's be Kyrie. Uh, now it's Kyrie, yeah. yeah. But what's funny is I lo- when, when they were here, I liked Kyrie way more than I liked Baker. That's Kyrie, interesting. Kyrie was like my favorite Cavalier. It's I really that thin liked him. line between love and hate. Well, I hate the way I, first of all, he's anti-Semitic. So that, that puts him on my hate list. Uh, and then just the way he left here was, was, you know, and is he, he, is he, he just your, acts like an ass. Is he your number one disliked? No, athlete? uh, no, Trevor Bauer. Oh, okay. Who I hope is not, does not get a job in major league baseball and hasn't until this point. Yeah. I don't think he will now. Bauer's up there. I don't really, I, you know, I, is that I, your Mount, Mount Rushmore nah, of hatred? Baker is not Baker, Kyrie Bauer. Baker's not in that cat. I don't. I don't hate really? him that way. Wow. Uh, Bauer and and, uh, and and Kyrie, I think they're they're bad guys. I think with I don't Baker, think Baker's a bad guy. I think with I, Baker, you just want to be right. You just want to be on the right side of history, so I, you root for him to be bad, yeah, so you I, don't get really, looked like a nice I, I don't. I actually, when he left here, I didn't think he was going to be terrible. I didn't think he was going to be as bad as last he was last year. That's exactly right. I thought he'd be a serviceable player. Right. I was just like, well, you need somebody better than serviceable. Right. right. He's a and good quarterback. He's not. He's, he's not fine. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. And this year he's playing even better than I thought he would have. But uh, you know, he's playing in a bad division. But kudos to him. I mean, he's having a solid year. I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not going to crap on him. All right, but yeah, we will get to the Cavs in overtime and their good win, but a lot to get to today. We'll start on the injury front, but first we go to Anthony on the other side of the glass. Anthony? Yeah, guys, before we get into everything today, I want to remind you that as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot over on FanDuel. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. You guys can go visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Guys, we mentioned it briefly yesterday. It's been 21 years since the Browns have clinched a playoff game at home. They obviously haven't uh, haven't played a playoff game, it, it, you know, at home in forever. But we're looking to, to you know, this year they're probably going to play on the road. It's still possible, depending on what happens these last couple of weeks. And even if they end up as the five seed, depending on how the playoffs play out, they could end up at home anyway. Yeah. Like especially if, let's say the Bills are the six seed. Okay, uh, if the Bills end up the six seed. It's not crazy that we could see a Bills-Browns AFC championship game, and if that happened, it would be in Cleveland. It'd be awesome. Wow. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If Let's say the Browns finishes the five and the Bills finishes the six. So that means the Browns would play the Jaguar. Let's, we'll say the, the winner, Jaguars. Winner of the AFC, winner of the AFC South, South yeah. winner in the first round. And then the Bills would probably – if the Bills were the six, that means they lost to the Dolphins or the Dolphins beat the Ravens which means probably the Chiefs are the three seed. They could be the Right Chiefs. now, I don't think anybody would be stunned if the Chiefs lost to the, the Bills. No. So let's say the Bills beat the Chiefs and the Browns beat the Jaguars. Okay, so we'll assume uh, the Dolphins beat whoever's the seven seed. Let's go on to that. So now the the Bills would play the, Dolphins the, the Ravens. No, in the second oh, round. Yeah, yeah. Bills okay. would play the Ravens and the Browns would play the Dolphins. Would anybody be shocked? If the Bills beat the Ravens and the Browns beat the Dolphins, I'm not saying it's it's they're the favorite. I'm saying it's it not. Happen. It's not. It's neither it would be a shocking yeah. thing. No. So then it would be AFC Championship Bills and Browns. That's how we get there in Cleveland. That'd be fun. in Cleveland. <laughs> That's now what I'm can hoping. You, That's now what I'm you hoping imagine? for. And Detroit and the NFC wins. So yeah. I well, build. what you're really hoping is that somehow whoever the seventh seed is, that that team gets to the <laughs> AFC Championship because you'd rather play that team, even the though Bills. they've had two nice wins. You'd rather yeah. play that team than the Bills. Yeah. But still, I do want to see a Cleveland Detroit Super Bowl. In a, in like a that, that would role. just be an unbelievable clash of fans. Yeah, I, I'll be surprised if the Lions get to the Super Bowl. I, th- I think that I, I think the Browns have a better chance to get in the Super Bowl than the Lions. Oh, I, you I agree too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now I think both teams are close in terms of how good they are. I I think the AFC is the AFC is better, like one through ten, than the NFC is. But the top, top of the NFC is, is better than the top, top of I the like, AFC. I like I Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas more than Detroit in a playoff Yeah. Setting. In a, in a one-game playoff yes. game, yeah. I yes. would take any of those three over yeah. Detroit. It's hard to say Dallas because they haven't won anything, but neither is Detroit. Yeah, but I, they've still at least gotten there more than Detroit has. That's true. Although so, Jared Goff has gotten to a Super Bowl. He has. He has. And he's playing pretty well yeah. overall. All right, let's talk about the injuries for tonight's game, guys. Uh, obviously, we know that Dustin Hopkins is not to play; is not going to play. He's been already been ruled out. Corey Bohorquez has been uh, as doubtful. listed as doubtful. Yeah, more than I, likely. when a guy is doubtful, he almost never plays. It happens once in a blue moon. I can't imagine. There's, there's really no. Uh, he's a putter need, anyway. There's no need. What are you going to play yeah, him? Okay, need. so he's probably out. Now we already knew those, or we assumed both those guys would be out. <laughs> it is so at this point, it's not a big deal. But Amari Cooper now dealing with he was out of practice earlier in the week and it said it was non-football related. But to, in the last 24 hours, it's come out he has a heel injury, the latest injury for him. And you, Tom Pelissero this morning said Amari Cooper hopefully can play tonight against the Jets. 
but his status remains up in the air per sources. The short week is tough. Cooper knows his body well. They'll get a better sense closer to kickoff. How concerned are we, Mike, start with you, about uh, Amari Cooper? I mean, Amari Cooper's a warrior. So if he's capable and physically able to play, I would expect to see Amari Cooper out there tonight against the New York Jets. It's a short week. He's a, a veteran receiver. You know, he's mm-hmm. 29 years old, 28 years old. But as Tom said, he knows his body better than anyone else. If he's yeah. good in warm-ups, I think the, I think the, the sense would be he does play. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He's played through injuries before. He did miss a game. Uh, he's been injured with the ribs, and he had the, the concussion that he cleared protocol with. But throughout his career, when he's available, he's been able to play. So I would be surprised if he's not in action tonight. But I do think when you look at the matchup between the Browns and the Jets, and especially the Browns receivers versus the Jets cornerbacks, if Amari's not there, it presents a big problem for the Browns because I don't trust Elijah Moore, Tillman, David Bell, and whoever else to throw out receiver, Marquise Goodwin, who's also questionable, to beat some of these Jets cornerbacks. We're going to do our draft later. Yeah. The Jets secondary is really good, and they have yeah. three really good cornerbacks. So if Amari's not there, at least the advantage in terms of that matchup, Jets secondary versus Browns receivers minus Amari, right. skews heavily towards the Jets. Go ahead, Jake. I agree. But you're right. The Jets secondary is terrific. The Jets defense is great. I don't think the Browns necessarily need Amari Cooper to win this game. I just I don't think the Jets are that good of a team. I think they're out of it. They came back. They had a nice comeback last week. Like they're not. They haven't given up on the season. They had a big lead. Well, they blew, blew a lead. I know, but yeah. they, but they fought back. And but won they the did game. get the game when they didn't goal. just roll yeah. over and die. They, yeah. they fought back. So they haven't given up on the season. I just think the Browns are a better football team. I think they're a better coach team. And I think they're a more talented team. The Amari injury is concerning only because sort of what Mike said. He's he's dealt with a lot this year. And you just want him healthy for the postseason, really, at this point. So if he can go, he's going to go. Mm-hmm. I do expect he probably will go. If he doesn't, then I think they can win the game anyway. I really, we were talking about it before we started. We can get to this a little bit later, but I, I really think that they need to try and rest guys for that Bengals game. I know they could still be in it for the top seed and all that. We can talk about that later. But really, some of these guys just need their bodies to rest, they need a week off. But until you clinch, you can't really do that. So if Amari can go tonight, he's going to go. Uh, but I, I, I think they can beat the Jets without him. I think they can win without him, too. I, I think it, obviously I don't like their chances as much without him because, as you said, I mean, he's their only real threat at, at wide receiver. Obviously, without him, your best threat is now the tight end and, yep. and obviously David Njoku. The Jets' defense is good, but they're obviously their offense – I, I, I still think the Browns have a way better defense than the Jets do. I don't know. If the, the Jets aren't that good up front. I know Quentin Williams is really good. The rest of their front seven is okay. fine, but it's not. You know, their secondary is their strength. Their corners in particular are really good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes a big difference because Amari Cooper, I don't care who's defending Amari Cooper. He's going to make his plays most games. He's going to get open, and a guy like Joe Flacco is going to find him. Uh, but it does, you know, whether Amari Cooper plays or not doesn't change the fact that the Jets have one of, if not the most inept offense in, in all of the, of the league. It's funny. I, I asked Earl this morning. I was like, if Amari doesn't play, let's say you're at 100%, they beat the Jets with Amari. Yeah. Where does it drop to? It's like 85? And I was like, I don't totally disagree because I'm not quite sure the Jets can score on the Browns. At the end of the day, like six points in theory could win this game. But I, I was doing some, some digging. And the Amari-Flacco combination since he's taken over as a starter has been no. awesome. And these are just mm-hmm. some numbers. In four games, he has 25 catches. That's 35% of his season total in four games. Yeah. 485 yards in four games, obviously boosted by the 265 last week. That's 40% of his season total. He has three touchdowns with Joe. He had two touchdowns in 11 games without Joe. And his passer rating when it targeted, 
106.3, which is 20 yeah. points higher than any other quarterback who's targeted him. So there's obviously yeah. a beautiful connection between Amari and Joe. And would take him out. I just, he's throwing at guys that I just don't trust yet. If you project those numbers over a full season, I mean, that's... Best in the league. That's, uh, what, 200 catches? No, no. Four, he, you said he had 25 catches. Yeah, it's 100 catches, 2,000 yards, it, and 15 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's pretty nuts. ridiculous. In the end, I think we're probably all in agreement. I'll be surprised if Amari Cooper doesn't play tonight. Here's yeah. the one thing I think that could trouble the Browns tonight. And yeah. It was the one thing that we talked about when P.J. Walker was the quarterback. You can't have turnovers. You can't have turnovers. You can't give him a short field. With Joe, there was a little bit more room for error that if he did turn the ball over, he's going to get it back going the other way. If Amari doesn't play tonight, I think the turnover concern becomes real. Good point. That's because true. it's going to be harder for, to take to, to get the big chunk plays down the field. Although I think Njoku could be a massive mismatch for the Jets tonight. Yeah. Because you're not going to put a cornerback on him. He'd kill him. Yeah. And are their linebackers really capable of, of keeping up with him? C.J. So, Mosley was good, but he's a little older. Yeah. And Quincy Williams is... Talented, but I don't think he's on Njoku's level. So I think Njoku could be a really good mismatch for the Browns tonight against a, a really good Jets backfield, a defensive secondary. But it, I, I do become a little bit more concerned about some of the turnovers Joe's had if Amari's not there to sort of get it back on the other side. Right. I think in the end, though, I'd be surprised if Amari doesn't play. I would, too. I would, too. Right? I mean, I expect him to go tonight. By the way, I was just thinking how this could be the shortest panel we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Three, five, eight, five. Because I had guys. like my leg kind of stretched out, and normally we got like either G next to me or Tyvis or you know whatever. But you guys are just as short as I am, so <laughs> I don't have to worry about stretching out short the leg. Short week, short panel. Yeah, and it goes, exactly. It, it plays. So that's mean, Steve. Oh come that's, on! That's mean. <laughs> Why don't you just put me in the little baby chair too while you're at it? We got that that chair I used to have to sit in. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Oh, uh, all right, so. So, in terms of other injuries, Juan Thornhill obviously hasn't played. He has practiced a little bit this week. Is it a big deal? I mean, listen, the guys who have filled in at safety, you, been great. there's been yeah. no drop-off. Yeah. But Thornhill was starting for a reason. So, if sure. he can play, it gives you more depth. It's a, it's a positive. It's crazy because I remember when he first went out, I thought, man, this is a, this is a big deal. This is yeah. a big loss back there. He's done a nice job of keeping the big plays in front of him. And he goes out, and I think McLeod missed one or two, and yeah. he let a couple out of the gate. But the two guys that have been in there, DeAnthony Bell uh, and Hickman. I Hickman, Hickman, Ronnie Hickman. Hickman have been yeah. terrific back there. Yeah. They haven't Hick missed a beat. Hickman has 11 tackles and a pass defend in the last two weeks. If you didn't know he was an undrafted rookie and you took nameplates yeah. off the jersey and just watched his play at the safety position, I, I didn't see a big drop-off from what no. Thornhill does. I think the one thing that Thornhill brings that the other guys may not is just the consistency. He's sure. seen everything. There might be a chance the Jets can get him on a double move or some sort of crossing pattern off play action yeah. where Hickman gets a little confused that Thornhill just has the experience of. Right. But in the two games that he's been called on to play, he's played as well and on yeah. par with what you'd expect from a free agent safety you brought in like Thornhill. Right. And that's not even a knock on Thornhill. And, and you that's want, a testament to Hickman. And you, know? you wonder if because, you know, the, you're not really worried about the Jets' offense. No. And you'd like to get Thornhill completely healthy for the playoffs. You wonder if they decide to hold him out. And then maybe next week, if you have a chance to he win the division, you, you play yeah. him next week. I, you know, we'll see what they decide to do. Now, in terms of deep passing, like I was going through looking at Trevor Simeon, and his numbers last week are the biggest mirage of you can't trust what a box score says. He completed right. 27 passes last week. 24 came either behind the line of scrimmage or within five yards of the line of scrimmage. He completed three passes that traveled more than five yards in the air. Jeez. That's nothing. 27. 
He had 12 dump downs to Brees Hall. Yeah. One of his passes well, to Brees Hall was in front of the line of that, scrimmage. I mean, that's really my biggest concern for the Browns defense. They have, they have struggled at times with running backs catching passes. Yeah. And Brees Hall's been really good at that in recent weeks. That's, that's really the biggest concern. But I'm sure that Jim Schwartz has been harping on that all this week. And you also don't have to play back, though. Your secondary can play up tight and eliminate right. the space between yeah, know, the because, running back slipping out the field because you're just not worried about Trevor Simeon beating you deep. No. And if – and Garrett Wilson's an awesome player. Yeah, but he's the and only like, guy they got. If Garrett Wilson beats you deep, so be it. Because that yeah. still means Trevor Simeon has to pass the ball well, and connect on a pass. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about that anyway because I, Denzel Ward could play him. I'm, I'm just saying that or, that takes an element right, right, out right. that you don't have to worry about. Yeah. I'm not worried about Trevor Simeon at Right, all. if he's trying – if he's throwing all dump-off passes, which is basically what he's doing, I mean, Schwartz will have a game plan figured yeah. out for that, you would think. And he, he's seeing what everybody's seeing, that they've, he's throwing a ball a lot to Brees Hall out of the backfield. And that's where he's piled up a lot. I, you know, yesterday I was like, oh, he seems like he's playing great. I was surprised his yards per carry. Well, part of the reason I thought that is because he's put up huge receiving, receiving numbers, numbers in yeah. recent weeks, and yeah. obviously that's not part of his yards per carry. You triggered my ADD with that, so oh, I had to go look go up. I had to go We're look up, up Simeon's A dot last yeah. week. Three yards, average depth of target yeah. last week yeah. against Washington was three point one yards, and that's against yeah. the worst defense. I think in Washington's so, got the worst defense in the NFL. We talked about the Browns only allow opponents to score on twenty four percent of drives. They yeah. were number one in the NFL. Washington was thirty second heading into last week at forty six right. and a half. And he could barely move the ball. So and their secondary right. is atrocious. So if Sim, yeah, if Simi can't throw it downfield against Washington, the worst defense in football, yeah. what's he going to do against the best defense in football? Yeah. yeah. How many times have we seen teams try and beat the Browns with these quick passing games? It doesn't it, really it work. It never works. The only way to really get them is on deep shots down the field. They have given up a few of those. And it is pick your poison because to pass deep, you have to obviously protect your quarterback. Yeah. And that allows Miles Garrett, Zadarius, Dalvin Tomlinson, Alex Wright, who I thought played a really good game last week, by the way, to pin their mm-hmm. ears back and get after the quarterback. The Jets' yeah. offensive line, if you go by PFF grades, their highest-graded offensive lineman's a 57. Like, total. Not Pat. Like, total right. overall grade. Even Quinn and Williams? Offensive line. Offensive oh, their line. offensive line. Offensive My line. Bad. Which means Miles Garrett and company should be able to eat tonight. Right. If no, they their decide offensive line the stinks. It's terrible, yeah. Mekhi Becton's a bust. And he's the highest. He's a 57. Right. And, he's... and their best offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker's hurt. Right. He's out for the season. They have nobody else. Couple injury, couple other injuries working uh, worth talking about as well. Ken, uh, Anthony Walker is out again this week. He is he missed? Is it two or three this games be in a row? Second. I think it's a second. He didn't play. Taki Taki filled in great last week for him. He did. Uh, it doesn't seem like a, a season. Obviously, it's not a season-ending injury, or they would have put him on IR. I wonder it. Like I mentioned with Thornhill, I wonder if this point they're kind of saying we'll see you in the playoffs when it comes yeah. to Anthony Walker. What do we probably? Think? You know, yeah. I mean, at this point, you have to be thinking about that a little bit. I mean, Absolutely. I don't know until you, you clinch, to. but no, you have to. You have to be thinking about that a little bit. And Marquise Goodwin also questionable for this game. He had the big completion two weeks ago. I don't. Was he even targeted this week? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but. yeah, on the interception. Oh, he was. was yeah, was you're right. Him? You're right. His the, only the deep was shot him. down the field. Okay, yeah, that was him. I thought he could have put up a little bit more of a fight on that. Actually, on that interception. I made the joke that we, we learned Joe Flacco's arm strength at 38, which is 64 yards when he needed to throw at 67. And if you can yeah, only yeah. throw at 64 yards at 38 years old, yeah, Joe, then. Was that the last play of the half? No, no. Oh, that, that was the, the first, the first interception. Right, 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 it was right, right, the deep yeah. ball, the last yeah. interception. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so that's, that's the injury report. That's the, go ahead. Real more, one, one quick one. Yeah. So we mentioned it, I think, really quick yesterday, but Ogbo, obviously out today, yeah. out tonight, won't play in Week 18, but he's trying to make his way back for the postseason. 
And I don't know he's how he's not on IR either. No, and I'm That's not sure how put him on IR. torn pecs yeah. work, but like him and Mo Hurst in the same game tore their pecs. Mo Hurst done for the year. Agbo is trying to, uh, at least if you read the reports, trying to come back for the postseason. And if he can make it back from a torn pec within five weeks, it happened in the Jacksonville game to yeah. a postseason, that dude's on the Miles Garrett level of you're not human like the rest of us. Yeah. Your body composition and your t- muscles and tendons. They have the exact alien-like. same injury? Well, well n- no they, two tears are. Yeah, but they're they both, quote unquote, if we look at the injury report, yeah. torn pec for both. Yeah. One's done for sure, and right. one's working Maybe his way back one in the playoffs. Tore, tore it more. I, who knows? Yeah, partial degrees to all. But yeah. that's yeah. why he's not on IR yet. If right. you put him on IR, then he. But they could have brought him back after four games. They put Delpit on IR. Yeah, but I'm just saying, at this point, if you put him on IR now, he's out for the playoffs. No, I'm saying, but you could have put him on IR because he got hurt after when it the first Jackson. happened. Right. Well, at this yeah. point, yeah. At this point, now he, I, I mean, he, I, you know, they just put DTR on IR. Couldn't he come back if they were in the AFC Championship game? It, well, if he's healthy, yeah, yeah it would be it would be four weeks. Right. Yeah. Was Jacksonville? Is it really four weeks after Jacksonville? Would that because then there four games? Chicago. Houston. Chicago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Chicago, Houston, come back for the Jets, playoffs. Bengals. He yeah. would have been yeah. back for week one of the playoffs. Yeah. So they oh. could have put him on IR right after right. the injury. But I, yeah. maybe they thought he'd be back even sooner. Maybe. I guess yeah. that's, you know, a possibility yeah. there. So, as listen, as has been the case all season long, the Browns have dealt with injuries. That I don't think they've gone a single week without somebody of at least some importance dealing with injury. And that's why, obviously, you know, you said, well, you know, Hopefully they can rest their players. Yeah, uh, we were talking. I, 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 no, we don't have this on the rundown. We'll get to the Joe Flacco thing in just a minute, but we have to see how it plays out. But uh, you were you were saying you thought that they should rest players, even here's if they, the, no. Here's the ahead. thing: if you have a chance to win the division, you have to go for it. Right, you have to go for it. I'm just saying it's not the worst thing if Baltimore clinches it before then so you can rest guys the last week. If you're not going because to win so the so div- many things have to fall your way. Yeah. So many things. It's not impossible. Yeah. It's not even maybe. Well, the final week of the season, there'll be three games that have to go their way for right. them to. I'm sorry. Only two to win the division. Three to be the one seed. So, you, if you have it in front of yeah. you, you have, to, you have to go for it. Right. You have to go for it. I do agree with that. I'm just saying I don't think it's the worst thing if that's wrapped up ahead right. of time and you can rest Amari Cooper. Yeah. You can rest. I mean, Flacco shouldn't be that banged up. He just got here. Yeah. But it's just eliminating the risk of injury. You're saying, it, it, yeah, because essentially they'll probably not end up getting it anyway. Right. So better if you're not going to win the division to have it locked up by the Ravens this week. Get, give these guys, get them off their feet yeah. for a week. They've, I, we know they've had a ton of injuries. It's not the worst thing in the world if Baltimore has it clinched and wrapped up prior to the Bengals game so right. that you can just rest everyone for the last game. I don't completely disagree. I mean, it, like you said, if, if it's in front of you and there's a you chance to get to the one seed it. division, you have to go yeah. for it. Balls yeah. to the wall, no excuses. If you're banged up, you still have a chance to get the one seed, which gives you the bye. But there are a lot of, I mean, you think back to when the Browns had their bye week this season. That was pre-San Francisco. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. Pre-San Francisco, that was 70,000 injuries ago. It was four right. quarterbacks ago, like yeah. or three quarterbacks ago. So to get that by heading into the yeah. playoffs, to get some of the veterans who have played 12, 13 games in a row now. Yeah. Sorry, my math. That yeah, I, I hate the seventeen. I hate the seventeen game. Love seventeen weeks. games. No, I like the games. I just hate the county. It, it throws me off. Yeah. But for them to have a, a little bit of time off to recover, get their bodies back to where they need to be for a yeah, playoff push. I, it, I get it. There's it's not the people, worst case scenario. Somebody was arguing with me. It might have been you that you know, I don't want to sit Joe Flacco. I don't want to lose the momentum of what this offense is. No, or, I did say I, that. I, yeah. I do. Joe Flacco's not sitting. 
I, he's oh, not, one of, he's not one of the veterans that's sitting for me. See, I, I disagree. I, I, I said sit him. But I'm sitting everybody. But he is in such a good rhythm that you do hate messing with him. I'm not right touching. Yeah, I'm not messing with that at all. Now, Cooper, Batonio, any guy who's. So you're going to play up, Joe Flacco behind a the bank line? of offensive linemen? What are you, okay. out of your mind? Okay, that, that was dumb. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. That was stupid. I take that back. Uh, he's not going to have anyone to throw right, to. Right, right. Nobody protects him. But by God, I'm not taking Joe Flacco this week. If the Browns win this week and clinch. And the Ravens beat, beat the Dolphins. Miami. I don't think anybody's playing against the Bengals, and I wouldn't play. Anybody. I wouldn't play anyone. I would. I would not play. I'd sit Batonio. Yes. I'd sit Teller. I'd sit Postic. If you have I'm enough, Flacco. Hundred oh, percent sitting Flacco. If you sit, uh, put up set, set Amari down. Yep. And let's say Tillman go wild. I don't even say I disagree. I, I sit, just hate. I sit Kareem Hunt too. He's a veteran. I, I let Pierre Strong be the lead back. See what he's got. Yeah. Play, let him yeah. play that game. Uh, and I'm sitting anybody important on defense. I don't. I don't care because Miles for sure gets the week off. I, I, I get well, what, what, what if and, Miles and, in a DPOY conversation. He I know, that game. and no. he's going to fight you tooth and no, nail. He doesn't play, but I'm not playing. That's him. ridiculous. I'm not playing. Denzel him. Ward, no chance. No chance. No, no way. chance. No. I. I don't I, want Denzel playing in the preseason. I definitely don't want him playing in a. I, listen. I hear everything you guys are saying, and I'm yeah. not even saying that if I think about it longer, I would totally disagree. Yeah. Joe Flacco, what he's doing right now. We talked about it with everyone. Doesn't matter. Week. He's a veteran. This is a magical ride. Yeah. And I do believe and it's we a bye week. It, but we see it. We see it all the time. Listen, we see it all the time in the playoffs. Yeah. The hottest team. It's not necessarily the best team that wins. It's yeah. the hottest team going into the postseason. And yes, teams deal with bye weeks all the time. It happens. There's something special and clicking about what they're doing right now, Mike. That I would be terrified. So, so then they Blake should Shook. give up the bye if they get the number one. Yeah, seed, exactly. They should give up the bye. So Joe Flacco play. keep playing. Who, so keep who were the two one seeds last year? The, I don't uh, remember. I'm sure they lost. That's the why you're here, right? Were the Chiefs? Yes. Were the Eagles? I don't remember. I think I don't remember. so. I think I the Eagles were too. Maybe this is yeah. the worst. I don't know. But your argument would have to be the one seed to lose in the first round. That would be the argument. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and back. that doesn't I, happen. I just Often. I would say, I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'd be terrified. I think you, you actually guys are right. I'm just saying, personally, I'd be terrified to mess with the rhythm the Browns have offensively. Well, yeah, that's a real concern. But I think that the, the it, it's it's opportunity. You got to you got to give something yeah. to get something. And, I understand and the that. the reward of getting these guys off their feet for a week when they did have such an early bye week outweighs messing with the rhythm. To me, at least, like yeah. I, you, you have to sit these guys. I know, I was if to. if there's nothing to play for, I think the Eagles were the one seed last year. But I think the year before, both one seeds lost very early. Like Baltimore lost at the one seed. Tennessee lost at the one seed real early. A couple of years yeah, ago at the buy. That's because they were frauds, not because they were the ones. I don't think anyone – I remember that. I don't think anyone yeah. bought Tennessee. No, we all yeah. picked the Bengals. I think everyone picked the Bengals to beat them. The Bengals well, they did. weren't – I don't think they were the one seed because the Bengals beat them. They, it wouldn't have played in the first was round. Was Tennessee the one seed? I remember Tennessee looking Tennessee at them going, was they're the a one total seed, fraud. Yeah. They were the one or the two. I don't think they were the one. I don't know. Anyway, Anthony, see if you can look it up who were the one seeds last year. I'm pretty sure it was the And Eagles the year Chiefs, before. Yeah. The bottom line is Joe Flacco's a veteran. Yeah. It, he – Give every if if they clinch it and the Ravens win, that's it. The Browns are locked into the five seed. There's no way they can go if that happens. So the Browns at this point, if they win against the Jets, can only be the one, the two, or the five. That, yeah. Those are the only three spots they can finish. And that's a pretty good spot to be in. Yeah. It is. That's a really good spot because you're either getting a home playoff game or you're getting the AFC South champ. Right. I'll take either one of those. Right. Although if it ends up being the Texans, that makes me a little. You know, if Stroud's playing, which he will they be by the playoffs. They just beat the living dog crap out of the Texans. I, I'm just They're not. a different team with Stroud. I, I, I get that. I get There's that. There's a big but. difference between Case Keenum and C.J. Stroud. I, I still think the Browns would win, but there's a huge difference. They're not going to yeah. kick the crap out of 
at the Texans with C.J. Stroud. Right. They'll, they could win, but I don't think they're going to kill them like they killed the Texans already. Anthony, you were Anthony. the one seeds last year? Uh, it was the Chiefs and the Eagles. Look okay. at the year yeah, before. Anything else? Yeah, no, no. I, that was a bad – but I'm just – once again, I get what you guys are saying. I'm yeah, not – I yeah. just – something special is happening right now, and it scares me to do anything to derail that momentum. Even though you guys are probably right in the grand scheme, the big picture. Yeah. I would be well. Then they better lose to Cincinnati so that they can keep playing and not get the week off. That's what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm not even disagreeing with you. I just think like <laughs> I don't want anything to listen. You guys said it yesterday. Both what Joe Flacco is doing is magical. Yeah, and you so hope it continues. What's the difference if he sits for one extra week? Because he's right now. He's red. It's like a shooting so basketball. Red hot. It'll still but be red hot. When you, when, no, I hear what Mike's saying. There's validity to it. It just doesn't. It's not enough to outweigh the nah, the benefit yeah. of the rest and and eliminating the risk of injury. Right let's, before the playoffs. Let's, let's win tonight, go, and then we can have the discussion. Go ahead, yeah. Anthony. Who was 21? I'm sorry, what was that? Who were the one seeds in 21? Did you get that? Oh, in 21? Here, let me give me one second. Let's I didn't see if we can get that. I'm just that. curious. Tennessee had it, and oh, was Tennessee? the Packers had it. Oh, yeah. Take that. Is that why they lost? Take that. Is that why they lost? How the hell did the Titans get the number one seed? Uh, my point. Because that division stinks. I, the Titans were 12-5 and five in 21. Yeah, they, they were good. The, the Packers were 13-4. Packers were th- yeah, and they, and they lost in the first first game too. Yeah, well, if Aaron uh, did, did they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they sat for two weeks. Maybe that was the problem. So one seeds are two and two, and getting eliminated, or two for four and getting eliminated in the first game by week. So now were look, they both eliminated in the first game? I don't think the Packers were eliminated. Yeah, in the first did game, the Packers lose the first game? Let me look uh, it up. I don't know. You're putting a lot of pressure on Anthony. I know, right and now. he's back there by himself. Anthony, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Twenty. Uh, we'll look at a twenty, twenty-one. This is great. NFL playoffs. It doesn't matter. It, we'll, 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 we'll say that they did for the sake of Mike's argument. No. It doesn't. We're gonna look, I'm looking it up right now. Divisional playoffs. Bengals beat the Titans. The, yep, Green Bay lost to San Francisco. There you go. Thank you. So, right, you, so know you better sit everyone because two years ago. The <laughs> <lost>. <laughs> or you better make them play. Make yeah, them right, right. Just make it. A, hey, let's win tonight first. Yeah. Let, let's win tonight first. Yeah. Then we can have that discussion because yeah. if they lose tonight. Then it's all Nolan Then you got to play. Yeah, then right. you got to play. So. Because there are scenarios. Like, the, the Browns are 99% of the it's, it's like last year when they beat the Jets or when they lost to the Jets. Yeah. It was 99% yeah. they were yeah. going to win. So let's, let's, Everybody thought it was in the no, bag. No, no, no. I'm saying the Browns have a 99% chance to right. play the playoffs. It's they, not 100. It's not 100. There is a scenario. I was playing with the ESPN playoff. And I kept doing all these permutations. I was like, I don't there find one. There is a scenario where the Jets score, the Browns don't cover the onside kick, yeah. the Jets yeah. get it no, back. No, no, I'm saying there's a scenario where if the Browns lost out, yes, where they could miss the I'm playoffs. It, the Browns were 99% to beat the Jets last year. Oh, Everyone thought it was yeah. in the bag. I got you. And they found a way to throw mm-hmm. up all over their shoes. They're 99% now. We yeah. all assume, and I think they're going to make it. But, yeah, right. there's still yeah. a sliver. Right. It's a that, perfect segue to our next segment, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and before we get into our next segment, I want to remind everybody that we are doing a TV show tomorrow, and it's our first TV show where we're reacting to a Browns game since they play tonight. So it's 100% never going to be never-before-seen <laughs> content on TV as Mike likes to sell it, and we're going to be on WKYC from 1230 to 1. If you're out of market, you can watch us on the WKYC Plus app, so please follow us over there and support us. We, should pre- we appreciate it. All right, I got a couple of beefs here. Beefs. Number one, we got to stop saying we're on TV tomorrow. We're on TV every day. Okay? Fact. Tomorrow, we're on linear TV. But we are always on TV. This is not radio. This is not a podcast. It's a television show. Number two, the rest of us, besides Mike, have to stop saying uh, never, never foreseen, foreseen content. It's my thing. It's your thing. When everybody else does it, it's cheesy. 
Thank you. So no offense to Anthony and Jay. The rest of you got to shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. Bad job out of me. So there you go. All right. Uh, Joe Flacco. Is this a Joe Flacco revenge game? Robert Sala, who I think is over, way overrated as a head coach. Because he's Everybody the defensive else loves him. guy. Everybody loves him. Because he's a defensive guy. He can't possibly not, be a good I'm not coach. a fan. <laughs> hey, there's not a lot of good coaches that are defensive guys. That Bill Belichick, he's an idiot. He's washed up. He's, he's an idiot. And Bill Belichick's unique because he was involved with both sides of the ball. Let's be honest. He's, I, he's not just a defensive guy. The guy's a, a, a football savant. Now, he can't pick players anymore. He gets it wrong every time now. Yeah, he they should not be a GM. He, I no, still think he's a, I think he's a brilliant mind, but he's not a GM. Who's the other good defensive coaches? Sirianni? Is he a defensive guy? Uh, yeah, he was. Was I Tomlin think. a defensive guy? He was special teams guy. Tomlin was Harbaugh special. Harbaugh teams. special. Or was team. he defense? Tomlin might have been Tomlin's defense. defense. Tomlin's yeah, yeah, defense. yeah. It yeah, was the last time he won a playoff game. What was that? Long time ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I, Mike Tomlin's a terrible coach. Too. I didn't say he was terrible. <laughs> I said he's become Marvin Lewis now. He's Marvin Lewis. He was also a defensive guy. Yeah. Brandon Staley was a defensive guy. Mm. That turned out bad. We don't want to talk about yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just naming defensive guys now. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jonathan Gannon, the Cardinals. Oh, he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, well, geez, what's he got to work with? <laughs> Matt Eberflus of the Bears. He sucks. Ter- I'm making your point, boy. Yeah, I'm trying exactly. to help you out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Todd Bowles doing a serviceable job, right? We love him. A lot Not of people really. have done a great job with, with the Chicago, right? With the Bears. That's a yeah, well-run that's franchise. <laughs> that's, that's a model franchise. They just well, had, hired some Demico idiot Ryan. defensive guy. Demico Ryan's defensive, defensive guy doing yeah. a nice job. Yeah, he's go. an idiot too, right? Yeah. I like him. Yeah, I mean, he purposely got Stroud concussed, so, yeah. Like that's, <laughs> he's young, though. I, li- yeah. I, 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 don't think it, I don't think offense, defense makes you a good or bad head coach. I don't think it matters no. which side. No, by the way, the stupidest thing that we do as media, that fans do, and that NFL teams do also, is that we pick head coaches often based on how they do as coordinators. I agree. Makes no sense I, whatsoever. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Well, it's it's crazy. talent, which you have to work with as opposed to... Well, and just because you're a good... Play caller doesn't mean you're a good exactly general executive. Yeah, yeah. That's why we. That's why they they screw ups all the time. But, but it's also like, what else are you supposed to do? You're supposed to find a linebackers coach to become. Well, why not? Because if, that's an enormous jump in responsibility where you go from six guys to fifty three guys. So but, it's I, I hear what you're saying yeah. and I agree with you. And but I mean I guess that's why I think maybe special teams guys. But other than that, like. It's hard. There's no great. I mean, they tried it with Freddie, and that was a disaster. Freddie well, was a positional coach. What his I'm whole saying career, is, and he wasn't ready for that. What I'm saying is, it's not. We shouldn't pick it based on which offense had the most success. We should interview coaches, and if you're a smart owner that's good at hiring people, that guy's a leader of men. Yes, that guy's a leader of men. I don't care that that his team didn't score as many points as that guy's team. That's but, but imagine taking somebody off a 3-14 and 14 team and running them out there on the podium and saying, this is our guy. Well, if you're worried about the, the fan reaction, you're a bad hiring, but it's, hirer. It's also, the, it's also the locker room. The locker room's going to look at you like, what are you doing? Well, I guess... And eventually you can win them over. Yes. Because, I mean, to the Browns' credit, nobody's looking at Kevin Stefanski. I wrote that at his introductory press conference. I'm right. like, well... Here are the Browns outsmarting themselves again yeah. because nobody else is looking at this guy. Right. But, and, and they were right. They, they were right. nailed yeah. it. Now, they, they were wrong it. every time before that. But, 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 but this time they got it right. And, and say, say what you want about DePodesta. This was his. That's this, right. This was his guy. And this is the first time. 
And and I said it at the time, you probably did too. This is the first time since Haslam's been owner that the that D Podesta, the GM, and the head coach are all cut from the same cloth. Yeah, they all speak the same language. And now it's working. They speak the same dialect. They're all pulling on the rope the same way. I I have heard countless stories over the years of GMs throwing this guy out of the building or out of the room, and you're not allowed in our meeting. That is no way to run. uh, You can't run a healthy franchise that way. You can't have success that way when the GM doesn't trust this guy and when that guy doesn't believe in that guy. And it's Game of Thrones. Right. Like everybody's trying to cut each other's head off. That happened with the Dorsey regime. That yes. happened with Ray Farmer's yes. regime. It happened with all of them. Yeah. You had... I, 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 Sashi I'm not, was here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get into specific yeah, names but, yeah. now. But it's every regime prior to this one. It was some sort... And, and Jimmy was a big part of it. Yeah. Because Jimmy would go to this guy and say, what do you think of that guy? Yeah, right. So whether it was intentional or not, he was almost the one pitting them against each other. So And that, for now, yeah. is gone. And, and right. it is, and that I I absolutely believe that has a lot to do with why they're successful. Agreed. Is because a lot of that seems to have been flushed out. And before, and we'll get to Joe Flacco, which is where we started. But and if Stefanski and Barry get extensions this offseason, because I I think you should give them both extensions. I agree. I agree. Now you're talking about long term stability. Yep. And that could then you really get rolling. Yes. The best organizations have yeah. that part locked down. Yeah. We've Absolutely. already seen it where, I mean, uh, Quasi left this front office to become a GM in Minnesota. When's the last right. time the Browns ever had one of their executives plucked Never. to be a GM elsewhere? Drew yeah. Petzing, former quarterbacks coach, leaves to go become the OC in Arizona under Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. When is the last time Brown staffers who aren't fired – leave a position for a promotion with another right, team. Yeah. This is very rare thing that we've already seen. The only one I thought of was Shanahan, and he forced his way he out of here. He forced his way out of here. <laughs> oh, I've heard the stories on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now, we started this conversation getting into Joe Flacco and whether this is any kind of revenge game. Uh, the Jets head coach said, uh, Robert Sala said, uh, we don't regret our decisions in the quarterback room. And to be fair, it wasn't like Joe Flacco really played that well last year for the Jets. Correct. He, he did a good job in the game against the Browns. And then the next week against the Bengals, he was awful. Mm-hmm. And then he played the last game of the year and he didn't really do much. So I, I wouldn't kill Robert Sala. Now, had they signed Flacco and he had the same magic there, maybe they would have been better. But maybe it would have been too long of a season for him and he wouldn't have done well. We'll never know. I'm not going to kill Sala for those comments. Uh, do you think there's a part of Joe Flacco that wants to stick it to the Jets or not? 100%, no? of yeah. course. Okay. Yeah. He never wanted to retire. He got thrown out. Nobody yeah. called him. And I'm sure when Rodgers went down, he was expecting a phone call. And the, the Jets were in a weird spot because of the Zach Wilson thing. And here's this guy that they invested a lot of draft capital in. It was another opportunity for them to get a look at this guy. So I kind of understand it. But I, they, you have to have regrets if you're the Jets. If you're yeah. seeing the way Joe's playing now. Now there's yeah. no guarantee he's going to play that way. I think – Kevin's system and play calling right. has a lot to do with why he's having the success. But you can't help your human to look at this and go, man, I wonder if we missed on right. this. But there is the fact that he didn't play well there. And that's the point right. I think yeah. Tyvis and I were trying to play make yesterday. <coughs> he hadn't played well in 10 years. This right. has come out of absolute nowhere. Yeah. And like I said, you had this young quarterback that you thought you was going to be your guy. He was a disaster. 
the Rodgers injury gave you another opportunity to go back to him. He was a disaster again. Now it's yeah. over, over, yeah. over, right. over. But they but could have needed to learn that. You needed to learn that if you're mm-hmm. New York. Agreed. But they could have. They could have had Flacco as their other quarterback. They could have Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. And that's fair. Yeah. And that's when you bring him back as your. And I assume he would have taken it. Right. As nobody to be the else backup for Zach Wilson because yeah. he wasn't going to be a starter right. here when the Browns first right. signed him. Nobody else was calling him. Right. But the Jets needed to get. When Rodgers went down, the Jets had an opportunity to get a definitive answer on Zach, on Zach Wilson. Agreed. If yeah. Wilson came in and balls out, you move on from Rodgers at the end of the year because you've got this guy and he's exactly. young. Agreed. But now you know definitively Zach right. Wilson cannot come back to New York. Yeah. You're probably going back to Rodgers if he's healthy next year. Yep. And you at least got your answers from uh, from the Jets' perspective. They at least have That's clarity true. on that. And to, to Jason's point, like we can talk about, we do, we do bulletin board material. Do players care? Yeah. Revenge game, do players care? It's human nature. Like, these guys are athletes, but they're also humans. And anytime you have a chance to get back at your former employer, your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, like, there is always that little extra underlying motivation to go out and prove them wrong. Now, does that 100%. mean I think Joe Flacco is going to try to throw every pass 70 yards downfield and thread the needle to be like, hey, look, I could have done this for you? Like, no. But to think that there's not some extra little satisfaction sure. in, a, in a good play, I, I think is just missing the whole point of, human nature and the competitive nature of these guys. And that's right. what makes Joe Flacco so good and what makes some quarterbacks not so good in these situations. I have the utmost confidence that Joe Flacco is going to go out and play Joe Flacco's game and then feel better about it afterwards as opposed to going out there. And maybe a younger guy would do this or a quarterback in a different situation to go out and prove their point. I think Flacco's going to let the game come to him and let his point be proven yeah. by well, his play the field. he plays balls to the wall not, the whole time anyway. But, but so. there is another level the gunslinger Flacco could get to, and I don't expect to see that tonight. I just think he's going to go out there yeah. and play his game, and when the, the, the final whistle blows and you look at the box score and you see whatever numbers Flacco puts up versus whatever the Jets quarterbacks have, Joe will be like, yeah, I did that. And one step before you go, in four games, Flacco has more co- uh, the same amount of touchdown passes as the entire Jets quarterback room this season. That's, it's 10 to 10. That, that is which just crazy. So, the young player you're talking about is Elijah Moore. He's the yes. one that is going yeah. to be extremely motivated tonight to really ball out, I think. Yeah. Flacco's been around a long time. He's a veteran. He's not going to get – I mean, it's the Jets. It's The Ravens, I think, mean far more to him probably yeah. personally. Yeah. Sure. Than, he, he was in New York for a couple of years, but I, I think Baltimore is the one that really holds a special place in his heart, more so than no New doubt. York. So I think you're right. He's a veteran. He wants to stick it to him, no question about it. But he's not going to let over emotion overcome him. Elijah Moore is the one I think that really wants to punish New York tonight. Yeah. And hey, if Amari doesn't play, he's going to have his opportunity. And we saw against the Rams real quick, but he had 14, yeah. twelve or fourteen targets against the Rams. And since then, he's kind of fallen off in terms of the uh, his spot on the leaderboard in terms of Browns targets. He's actually been surpassed by Cedric Tillman in the last yeah. three yeah. games. I would think that, to Jason's point, he's got a little extra gunning and and make sure he's running his routes as crisp as humanly yeah, possible. It didn't go well for him in New York. Yeah. It didn't end it was well. A sour, it was a sour split in New York. Well, yeah. So far, it hasn't gone well for it him here either. well for no. him here. But if he can keep his emotions in check, tonight's a night to leverage that, where you can yeah. really, if you're, if you're Kevin in the offense, you can Have use a big that game. to your advantage. And yeah. to be fair to Elijah Moore, there it went bad on the field and off the field. Where that has, he hasn't been a problem off no, the field. There's nothing. been no complaining about his nothing. role, no. at least publicly. And no so. one wanted to hear it at the time, but I mentioned at the time, the yeah. thing that really kind of turned people off to him in New York was, I forget who it was now, they, they had a huge win last year. Yeah, right. He was coming off their big win, and he has to be traded, right. coming off their best yeah, win Yeah, there's the been season. none of that here. No, but, I, but that, they kind of looked at him like, well, we just had our best win, and yeah. now you want out. Like, right. are you really a team guy or not? He has not been a problem yeah. here at all right. in terms of that. We also just haven't seen the production that I think a lot of people thought you right. were going to get for 
you know, the equivalent of a second round yeah, pick. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere close So what you expect. Now's your chance, especially if Amari's out tonight, which we, we all think he's going to play. But yeah. if he's not out there, it's Elijah's, you know, he's got the relationship with Flacco. He's got the history with him. He's yeah. got the motivation to get his former team. This could be his, his moment. Can I ask a question? And I don't, I don't know. The, I wish Tyvis was here. I should have asked him yesterday. Does Elijah Moore and Flacco knowing, you know, being in the Jets locker room the last couple of years, how much insight do they actually have into the Jets defense, knowing Salah, knowing what kind of schematically he likes to do and call in certain situations, and how much of a benefit be is something that? something to that, I would oh, think. Oh, for like, sure. Especially for Flacco. I, yeah. You know, Elijah Moore, who knows? But. I actually think it's more of an advantage for the Jets, knowing Flacco's weaknesses and knowing how to scheme him and come at him and blitz him and everything else. I actually think it's more of an advantage for the Jets going against Joe. But it absolutely, Joe has insight and knowledge that he could share with Kevin on their tendencies, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Third and six from this part of the field, they like this sort of coverage. That absolutely can can be a part of it. I just think it's a little bit more even advantage for the yeah, Jets. Yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? Uh, I, I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't know. I I think of it as kind of even. I I think it's an equal advantage be, for a veteran like Joe Flacco, who's been around so long, who knows what teams. You know, he's going to figure out a defense quicker than most quarterbacks. So, yes, they know his weaknesses, but I think he knows their weaknesses or he knows Salah's tendencies in that situation, too. So, I, I think it's more of an even playing field. The thing, I, I'll take this back. I don't know if it's a, a great comeback around or not, but last week, Houston first played the game deep shot down the field. That tells me Kevin saw something on film that knew Houston was vulnerable and they were going to attack early in the game. Yeah. And it hit first play, first play of the game, boom, yards. deep down Nine. the field. Yeah. And that's where, where Joe can be very helpful. I think with Kevin of in, in certain situations that you almost know to be true, typically, unless there's a turnover or something weird, you're going to get the ball. First time you get the ball, it's going to be between, you know, your 20, the 30, somewhere in there. They like to come out in this sort of set, this sort of coverage. This is going to be available to us. Right. Kevin's already really good going on script. We know that. I, I think tonight even more, especially given Flacco's knowledge of the Jets and how they like to play, that could be even more helpful. So, I mean, I'm sort of talking myself in as we're having this conversation. Yeah. I'm talking myself into an early Brown score yeah. in this game just I, because. Well, I think they've scored in the first drive. They did against L.A. that Jerome Ford bootleg wide open. Yeah. They did against Jacksonville. They did not. They did against Chicago. They did against. Right? They scored an open. Yeah. They did. Yeah, because that was the only. Yeah. No. I don't did remember. they against Chicago? I don't remember. Or was it the second drive, maybe? I don't. And they did against Houston. They you know they're going to lose the toss. They always lose, they lose they the toss. And they, so and they've been taking the ball when they win it. They've taken oh, they ha- it a, yeah, a, yeah, a couple true. of times. But yeah. it, a wind and weather has. Lots I'd to put do the with. defense out there if I win it tonight. I would too. In this yeah. game, yeah, yeah I, would I, would, too. I would put it. But I think one other thing about the the matchup with the Jets that's interesting. Since Flacco's been quarterback, I'm not sure about the Rams game and they lost that game anyway. But at, certainly the last three weeks. The team they've played has been a much better run defensive team than pass defense. This is the one that switches. And this is the first game they've played where it's the opposite. The Browns' strength as an offense right now is throwing the ball, especially if Amari Cooper's able to go. So I'm, what I'm curious is, and they, it's not like they've totally given up on the run in terms of attempts. Last, year they, last week they had a lot of attempts. Now part of that was because they were up big and they ran it more late. Well, I told you the last yeah. three games, they're 17th in the NFL. In yeah, I, I think that's I, – I, 
I, I think it's probably a little out of whack They're because they ran a lot late. They're probably but I wonder if they'll make even – will they say, hey, our strength is passing the ball. I don't care that the Jets are good at pass defense. We're sticking with our strength. Or do they say, we've got to make even more of an effort to run the ball this week because that's the Jets' weakness. <laughs> Kevin throws to set up the run. He's proven that time and time. Yeah. And, and it I drives agree. people here crazy. But that, that's what he does. He throws to set up the run. He doesn't run to set up the pass. So I expect him to come out throwing tonight just like they always do. I agree. I th- and I think you play to your strengths. Yeah. I don't think you play to the opponent's weakness. I think you do what you're best at. And right now what they're best at is throwing the ball. Yeah. 100% agree. It goes in all sports. Yeah. Make them adjust to you, not vice versa. Right. And when you start adjusting to try and right. exploit a weakness on the other opponent, in the opponent's yeah. armor, for lack of a better word. Right. And you're not good at it. Right. If you're, you're really stepping, good at you're both. You're stepping down. Yeah, if yes. you're good at both. But then fine. If but you're trying to make your run game the feature point of this offense when you can't run the ball, yeah. you're only doing yourself with your service. I, I so think you're right. I, I'm I with think you. you're right. All right, uh, Anthony, what do you got for us? Yeah, before we move on to our next topic, guys, I want to remind everybody that it's going to be a late night tonight, but we still have a post-game show. Yes, we do. Me and Mikey react into the last two minutes, and then hopefully Earl and maybe G will be on tonight to be determined on the cast out. of the post-game. G, G is out. It's just me and Earl tonight. All right, he's it's just going to be Mike and Earl tonight. Yeah, he's not here tomorrow either, so. He's fighting it, man. G, feel better, buddy. Rest yeah, we're up. wishing G all the best. He's going he, through uh, a lot right now. I haven't heard. I haven't. Did he see the specialist? Have you spoken to him or texted with him? I just know Tybus is He's coming. He's not great on text. Tybus is coming in tomorrow, so. All right, I'm going to text him after the show. Go, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, well, just a reminder, we start at the two-minute warning tonight, so we'll be there even though it's a late game. Don't worry about it, and we'll be here tomorrow morning as well. Then as we get into the next of it, yeah. also expected today, Watson's returning to the sideline. That's right. Before we get into that, Aditi king is going to join us in about 10 minutes. We'll talk with her, and we're going to do our weekly draft here of the 10 best players for this week. Also, I'll be doing my podcast late tonight. So as soon as you're done uh, watching the live post, the live UCSS postgame, my podcast will be out there. So it'll be more late night watching and listening tonight as well. Uh, all right. So Deshaun Watson expected to be back on the sidelines, guys. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we said, okay, no big deal that he's not. It came about a month ago. Uh, it, it, it became a story it was the Rams that game. Watson was not on the sideline because in the same week, Joe Burrow, who had gotten hurt, was on the bank. And Joe Burrow's been on the Bengals sideline every week since. Deshaun Watson has not been. Watson was in a in the in a in a luxury box with his girlfriend or whatever. And the w- other injured Browns players, which and is the, the other key. injured Brown yeah. players. Yes. Uh, some of the defense of Watson was well, he could get hurt on the sidelines, and now that's all out the window apparently because he's going to be on the sidelines today. Does it matter? Do we make anything of it? Are, are, are anybody now saying it's a good idea that he's there? Are they hypocrites because they, they defended him for not being there? Nothing, something. What do you got, Jason? I wasn't in. I think I was gone. I wasn't right. in the day you guys were talking yeah. about it. I, I would have liked to have seen him in the building more. I didn't, I didn't care so much about the sideline. I didn't think it was a great look, but whatever. But I, I wanted him in the building. He didn't need to be in L.A. rehab, and he needed to be in Cleveland around his team. Like, we have world-class medical facilities right here. Yes, we do. And I'm glad he's back. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. But I thought he could have been incredibly helpful when it was DTR. He needs – DTR needed a veteran. And I think at the time I said that I'm glad Flacco's here. When he first had the surgery, you know, obviously he had it in L.A. or whatever, fine. But, you know, after a couple of days, you're okay. It's, 
it's a shoulder. You're okay to come back to Cleveland. Yeah. With Flacco, I'm, Deshaun can still be helpful to Joe, for sure. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with another set of eyes, no matter how long you've been doing something. Mm-hmm. It's great to have somebody else, another viewpoint, whatever. I just thought it was more helpful with, with uh, Dorian as right. the quarterback yeah. than it is with Joe. It's great that he's back. I, he yeah. should be here. He, if, if you're the leader of the team, if you're the franchise guy, right. you need to be in that building every day. You need to be in that building. You need to show up. You need to, the, for them to see that you're there, that you're bought in, that you're committed. Yeah. So I think it's great that he's back. I didn't make a big deal that he wasn't on the sideline in L.A. Like, I had no issue with him not being there. I'm not going to go crazy that he is here now. So I, I didn't think it was a big deal he wasn't. I don't think it's a big deal he was. But I do think it's a cool moment. And I do think it helps the team. This is a chance for them to do something, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. They haven't done in 21 years. Clinch a playoff berth at home. For Deshaun to be in the stadium, on the sideline with his guys, for a chance to do this in front of what should be, as we talked about yesterday, the most electric crowd maybe the city's seen since they returned to Cleveland in 99. For a chance to, to build the foundation of what we hope is a multi-year championship window. For him to be there. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. But I didn't kill him when he wasn't there. I'm, I don't think it's a giant deal he's here. But as Jason said, an extra set of eyes always helps. Deshaun's a smart football guy. I mean, he's been called a football savant before. He understands how to read defenses. If Flacco does have a question, it's another guy he can go to. and He's not asking yeah. P.J. Walker. I mean, Flacco's so. not going to have a question for Deshaun But I'm Walker, just saying, but if it, if it comes up, no. like, he's not asking it's, P.J. I, Walker. I agree it's not a bad. I didn't make a big thing of it at the time. Uh, I did think it. The optics listen, of it weren't The great. optics of Joe Burrow being on the sideline. And him being in the press box, when Burrow's got a good reputation and he's got a bad reputation, wasn't good. That's it. Now, does that matter? I don't know. What his teammates feel about it, if they're being honest? I don't know. I think it's more important for him to be there during the week. Why was he in, in L.A. at all? He got the surgery in L.A. He had the surgery. Why? Well, the, and there are specialists. There are shoulder. There are different specialists yeah. that you go to. That's not uncommon for players to go to a certain doctor when they yeah. have a procedure. There are certain guys... Just there are some more famous than others. Sure, uh, that are the, the Dr. Tommy John Neil guy. Tet- yes, well, he's the new guy. But the, well, no, but like the, the guy in Alabama. Yeah, I know. The, I know you're talking. Tommy, about. I can't think of his There name. are certain guys. If you have a shoulder, you go here. If it's yeah. a knee, you go here. If it's a finger, you go here. Right, right. right. So th- that's fine. You yeah. Go to LA to have the and and I mean, listen, the the Deshaun and the Browns medical haven't exactly been okay. In, but once the step- surgery's over. Yes. You can rehab here. You can re- – you, yeah. I, I think it was more important for him to be in the building during the week than on the sideline during the game. Yeah. But, again, with, with Dorian as the quarterback, yeah, he, it's helpful to have him on the sideline. Right. As I mean, these guys have iPads. If you watch Kevin, as soon as the drive's over, they're handing him a, a tablet. Right. And he's watching the plays r- in real time right. right after. So it would be very helpful to have – when you have a young quarterback, yeah. it's very helpful to have a veteran sure. to be able to look at this stuff and go over the stuff with you. All right, did you see the safety do this? Did you see the backer over here? Right, right, right. With Joe, it's not as big of a deal. It's just if you're a leader, then lead. And it was sort of my thing with Miles and OTAs. If you're going to be a leader, if you're going to call yourself a leader, then lead. And you don't get to take time off from that. If you're a leader, then you need to lead. So I, I like the fact that he's back in the building. I think it's great. Not as big of a deal on the sideline with Joe as it was with Dorian, but just being in the building every day, just show up every day, be in the building every day. I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. He's the, I mean, whether you like it or not, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. Quarterback is the face of the franchise. And I think with the monumental, or uh, with how big this moment could be tonight, it'd feel weird to do it without Deshaun there. I think tonight is cool for, it's important for him to see tonight. This is what it can be like yeah. in this city. Yeah, because I don't think we've seen it yet. And and they've, they've had good crowds this year and they've been loud and they've been into the games and whatever else. 
But when you're talking about clinching a playoff spot in front of fans, it hasn't been done in 20 years. Tonight is an opportunity to show Deshaun, who doesn't have a lot of history with Cleveland, who immediately ruled the city out because the one time he was here, the weather was awful. He didn't want to, like, remember, Browns were the first team off his list. Tonight is an opportunity for him to see this is what Cleveland Browns fans can be like. This is, when it's rolling, this is what it feels like. This is what it looks like. And it can leave a lasting impression, too. And and you say home, but period, home or road, the Browns only have gone to the playoffs since 2002 and 2020 when there was COVID. So there are no fans, period. Correct. So it's been 21 years since the Browns have gone to the playoffs where there were people able to go to the game. That's what I'm saying. For, yeah. for him to see that what yes. the crowd can be like at home, yes. I think is important for because he doesn't have a ton of experience with Browns, no. with Browns fans. He's been here for a couple of years, but he hasn't played that much. He hasn't been right. here that much. Tonight could be a really important opportunity for him to see this is what it can be like. And he's done it in Houston. And, and I lived in Texas right outside of Houston for a couple of years. And I can tell you with the utmost certainty, maybe better than anyone in this city because I've lived in both. Yep. The buy-in of Browns fans compared to the buy-in of Texans fans is night and day. It doesn't even remotely compare. In Texas and Houston, yeah. there's so many other interests. College football is bigger than the NFL in Houston. Here. Not it's, Dallas, though, right? No, the Cowboys are one, but that's yeah. four hours away. He wasn't in Dallas. He was in Houston. Yeah. High school football. And there's just so many other things that. Well, high, it, but high school football is huge here. But it's Browns, 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 yes. Browns, Browns. Yeah, we're Browns doing it. Mike's, Mike's 100%. Right? Yeah. So to see tonight with what it all could be. Yeah. And then it's not just for like Deshaun, but even Miles to an extent. Like guys on the Browns who have been here for a while, they, they haven't seen what tonight could be. Could because they have to win. I keep saying could because they still have to win. Right. But everyone, fans, media, players, Deshaun, the leaders of this team have a chance to experience something that they haven't done before. And any, I don't want to say any doubt they've ever had about Cleveland, but any wonder of, yeah. Is this a mecca of football? They're going to get it tonight. Yeah, nobody. They're going to get to see it tonight. There's nobody on the team that's ever played in front in, in with Browns fans going bananas as the team had a chance to clinch. Because if they do tonight, after the game's going to be crazy, the fans are going to be going absolutely bananas. Are fans running on the field? Does that still happen? No, not no. In the NFL. No, college, it's just yes, a college thing, right? Yeah. But know. it'll be bonkers tonight. All weekend will be bonkers. New Year's Eve on Sunday, when everyone has off all Monday, is going to be banana like. Yeah, Bull, don't be encouraging people to go on the field. You no, will, don't. You will be tased and maced if you yeah. go on the field. Don't go yes. on the field. Or worse, do not go on the field <laughs> yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate in the parking lot. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. But, like, just to walk back to the cars for all well, the fans I, I is going to be. I mentioned it when, when the, the Baker Thursday night Jets game. I yeah. mentioned this yesterday, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Zach Jackson and I, for right. whatever reason, that night, we didn't take the elevator down. We took the ramp down. So, we got to hear everything. Yeah. And fans were celebrating that game. Like it was a playoff. Yeah. And so I can only imagine what tonight would be like. They'll be going crazy. After the game, it's just going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. Downtown Cleveland's going to be nuts at midnight tonight. I mean, it's or later. It's going to be going until they kick you out. It it will be the bars on West 6 and the flats and everything downtown will be packed till 2 a.m. Is everything open until if they're smart? If they're smart, they'll stay open until 5 a.m. if they're smart. Are you allowed to? No. Liquor license. What a stupid rule. Yeah, I think it's uh, 2 a.m. Also, real quick before Dumb we get rule. the DD in here, guys, how cool would it be if Chubb and Watson were the one who broke the guitars? Because they're keeping it I think super under wraps. What if it's both Every, of them? Yeah, tonight? I was thinking it could be Watson. I think it'll be Chubb. Our fans would be much more excited about Chubb than Watson. Yes, probably. Yeah, I think Chubb. Who else could it be? Dequell. 
LeBron. No. Well, the way that they're trying to build this up is some huge thing that's going to bring the house down. I'm going to be Bernie. I'm kind of Bernie's. Bernie, not, he already did it. Yeah, he did. It. I th- right. Did Tito he? Francona. No. Fly LeBron in. No. He's a game tonight, but <laughs> will LeBron skip a it's Lakers? It's the preseason. Will LeBron's? <laughs> it's just some. Oh. It's the preseason. NBA. It's the preseason. It is, Well, he calls right? the whole regular season the preseason. Does any game, do any of these games matter? It's December 28th. Does the games matter? <laughs> yes, it's December why? 28th. Well, why does it matter? Because you're building good habits to take nah, care of the playoffs. Nah, bullshit. You are. <laughs> what, what kind of build? What, the Cavs won a, a thousand games last year. What kind of good 51, habits they build? 51. Ask anyone, they'll go, tell you. It's Chubb. Ahead, I think it's Chubb. All right, guys. As we get a DD in here, I just want to remind everybody that as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot over on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's absolutely no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. You guys can go visit FanDuel.com UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Is Aditi with us? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.